Hey, Josh. How you doing today, bud? Hey, man. I'm doing good. I say man. You're, you're Nate. You're I'm Nate. PA Nate. I'm PA Nate. PA. I'm Nate from PA. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> PA Nate. I am doing great, PA Nate. Wow. Sorry, I'm a dad, so I had to, you know, dad joke. Met my quota in the first 10 seconds of the podcast. No, man, um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I got sick this week, which was great. Laid me out on the couch mm. all day. So that was fun, but feeling so much better. The The silver lining to being sick and like taking a day off because you're sick is like when you start to feel better, you feel so much better. You know, you don't mm-hmm. take your health yeah. for granted, at least for the first, you know, like six hours or whatever. Um, so man, I feel good. School just wrapped up for the semester. So I actually have some free time for the next month or so, which is pretty amazing. Um, so I'm, I'm great. How are you PA Nate? Nate. Uh, PA. <laughs> um, I'm doing pretty good, man. The, the humidity broke, uh, like sometime last week and it was like, like eighties with like 70, 80% humidity. Mm-hmm. It was disgusting. And uh, so the humidity broke, and that always makes carrying mail uh, a lot more enjoyable, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is sort of the bulk of my time. Uh, I'm doing, you know, pretty good, though. I mean, it's just been like some good weather, just enjoying the last couple of weeks, I think, uh, for the most part, which is uh, that and air conditioning. <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely nice to have that climate control. Like, uh, you know, I know some people like when, when they don't have... Uh, to work and they have free time they like to go outside and do things because i'm out in it all the time i'm yeah. like mm, i'm just gonna hide inside uh from the elements from the sun and in climate control and so uh yeah it's just been like a, a pretty cool week uh just in general as uh there was uh, i guess it was saturday it was friday or saturday it was friday night uh got to hang out with some guys from church and smoke some cigars and drink some scotch sweet that was that was super fun. Uh, had a really good time. Uh, but uh, awesome! What scotch did you go for? I ask uh, as if I've tried a bunch before. I think that. Oh, jeez. See, now I have to think, and you're you're asking me the wrong questions. <laughs> okay. um, you know what? I'll make that my homework assignment for next episode, <laughs> uh, and I'll ask scotch. I'll ask Denny what what we had i know that there was some some irish whiskey in there too i did have some jameson black barrel um okay which is a personal favorite of mine um, okay so what's the difference between black barrel and regular i've only had their they're just straight up jameson irish whiskey black barrel has a has a slightly different profile like flavor profile mm-hmm. and i think it's like a little smoother i just i it's i think really? it's just it's better like okay. it's sort of like Jameson's is pretty smooth and pretty yeah. chill, but um, like Black Barrel kind of like kicks up the chill a little bit in my nice. opinion. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was uh, I'll, I'll ask Denny what uh what we smoked and uh, what we drank. Uh, well, yeah, because I had a couple cigars that night. So nice. It was it was it was, it was, a, it was, it was a good night. We we really had a lot of fun, but uh. That's but awesome. yeah, so uh, if uh, I guess you know we're on episode two now, man, which is kind of wild. I mean, yeah, it's um, real. It's happening. Yeah, we have it's, a it's, presence on the internet that will never like forget. A, a semi-sustainable one at this point in time. <laughs> um, 
Oh, you know what I wanted to follow up on? And maybe Get no it. one actually remembers this, but I had mentioned like that book club that we're both a part of mm -hmm. and the book for this month. Yeah. And if, and I said, I couldn't remember whose turn it was and who's, who's, you know, uh, well, it turned out it was Nate Leopard's turn mm -hmm. and he, the book he recommended or he picked is a good man is hard to find and other short stories by Flannery O'Connor. Yep. So I have it on my Kindle. Um, I actually think I ha I picked up the audiobook, so mm -hmm. I'm going to either read or listen to it at some point here in the next couple of weeks. Nice. So did you get started on it at all? I did, actually. Yeah, I got the audiobook from the library because mm -hmm. that's just how I do things. And I was blindsided. I'm, a I'm halfway through with the book. Um, so, so there's 10 stories in the book. I've listened to five of them already. But may, have have you ever read anything by Flannery O'Connor before? Not that I can recall. I mean, okay. I may have, but okay. not that I can recall. I well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I I have not. I have heard her name thrown around multiple times as like a really good Christian author. She's Catholic, but or was Catholic. Um, but yeah, so so I figured. Okay, so these are the associations that I make, full disclosure. A name like Flannery O'Connor, I figured was kind of like, okay, well, I mean, it's the woman writer. She's probably going to, you know, just have a nice, um, it's going to be like flowery language. O'Connor, you know, probably Irish or Scottish or something, so probably going to be talking about the, the beauty of the rolling hills and things. You know, like, those are the things that I just kind of assume. Mm-hmm. And this is not that at all. Um, <laughs> these short stories are okay. I said I was blindsided because, like, I was expecting, uh, I was expecting that, and especially like with the books that I've I've read recently, like like for instance, North Norse mythology was mm -hmm. very much like what you see is what you get, and the the entertainment value in those is very apparent just from like the way the characters act, you know, they say what's on their mind and that it's, it's very, um, it's going to say kind of surface level in that it's, it's just like really easy to understand what's going on. And, and there's not like a grander, um, idea that's being mm -hmm. told yeah. behind the story. It's, it's, it's more for entertainment. And I still really liked it. You know, we talked about it. Mm -hmm. Whereas these stories are dark and like, I was going to say, I was going to use the word gritty, but I mean it more like um, earthy, if that makes sense. They're, they're set in like the early 1900s America in the West. And so um, you get the feel of just like, of just kind of like a dust in the air kind of a thing. And a lot, the, the first couple stories deal with, um, tragic circumstances and kind of shocking circumstances and the first story in particular because i didn't know what i was getting into left me it ended and i'm just like wait what what just happened and it left me kind of in a state of like i don't understand this i need to read it again and <laughs> pay more attention and find out what other people see in this because i feel like i just I, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> and, okay. um, but there, but it is very deep writing and 
it teach so like by the fourth or fifth story i finally kind of like tuned my brain to notice a lot more that's going on in the story rather than just what the characters are doing and what they're saying to each other but like you have to notice how they're saying it and why they're doing what they're like she she's a very deep writer if that makes sense okay anyways yeah uh, I, I've heard like a, I've heard a lot about her. Um, I've just never, like I said, I I can't recall anything that she's actually written. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it now. So it's a, I'll it's, just I'll I'll understand. Like I I guess I'm gonna just have to approach it though, not as I'm gonna have to be a little more mindful. Yes, yeah, <laughs> going into this. And, and like okay. I said, I'm I'm listening to the audiobook, and so I at, at least with the first few stories. I was doing a disservice to it because I was focusing more on like the overarching narrative of the story, whereas that's not necessarily what the stories are about. Because they're short stories, I mean, you could explain the plot in, you know, a sentence or two, but the okay. plot isn't necess- The plot is is secondary to what she's trying to say through everything that's going on. So okay, it's cool. Yeah, I'm 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 extremely impressed. It just again was not at all what I was expecting. So so good good pick. Good job, Nate Leopard. Yeah. So well Nathan Leopard, but all other, other all other Nathans and Nathaniels are Nates <laughs> in my book. So So I guess like let's move on to the, the backlog report. How let's do it. how'd you fare, man? The report how'd you, how'd you do? Welcome to the backlog report. Shuffle your papers. You hear that, yeah. Adjust your pens. <laughs> um. All right. So, reporting on last week. Well, um, in terms of video games, I finished up Golf Story, and mm-hmm. that was that was awesome. I really enjoyed that game. Um, we were talking a little bit before the cast. I think it was a perfect little introduction into the Switch for me because mm-hmm. um, you could play it in bite-sized little chunks. Or if you had some time to sink into it, you no pun intended, um, you could dock the switch. Oh, and... I, see, I see what you did there. But um, oh, like I said, start of the cast, I'm a dad. So those dad jokes are <laughs> they just ooze from my body like sweat. Um, that was weird. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and. I think overall it might have been a little easy, but I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad it wasn't too difficult. Like some of the challenges got really hard, but the the like longer portions of where you had to play nine holes weren't too bad so long as you've like understood the mechanics that the game has been teaching you throughout the game. So, uh, and it didn't really get challenging till the end, which is fine okay. because because the story was there, it helped to um to still nudge you forward and like see what was going on not that it's like a great story but just that it's really well told like the the tropes that they used were very self-aware and it was really funny and so it was fun to 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 go along with them um let's see what what else am i reporting on um i did jump back into zelda the oracle of ages and i am loving it you know, mm-hmm. I mentioned that last time as well, that it is, and I, the more that I think about it, it's kind of like, it's kind of a microcosm of my backlog in general, 
where I have these games that I've been meaning to play that I know that I'm going to like. But for one reason or another, I just hadn't gotten around to actually playing them. And the thought of playing them has been a little more difficult than actually, like, when I get the controller out and I actually start playing, I'm just like, oh, this is so good. Why did I wait so long? And so that's been Oracle of Ages for me so far. I'm, I'm actually almost done with it because um, it had, like, especially after school was done, I was just oh, ready yeah, there you go. just, like, jump in. And uh, it's, it's got its hooks in me. And uh, cool. so I, I'm, like, one little, you know, in Zelda games, you, you get all the eight different thingies, you know, mulligans. And in this game, they're essences. And I've gotten seven of them. Seven okay. of the Zelda mulligans. So I'll probably be done in a few days. Um, um, what else to report? While, while I think about that, what, what do you have to report back on? Good, sir. Um, well, I, I finally beat Kingdoms of Amalur. I, I don't even know how to say that word. It's like mm-hmm. such a, like made up words are the worst to say. It's like, you know, <laughs> Galad, you know, Galadriel, <laughs> you know, where's, where's the, the emphasis on the syllable is always <laughs> kind of awkward. Um, a maller. Yeah. No, whatever that, the, <laughs> the, um, the, the game that, uh, kind of, you know, I was talking to a buddy of mine and I said, it's really unfortunate that that game just didn't really succeed the way that the mm-hmm. studio needed it to, because, uh, while I thought the actual ending of the game was kind of weak. Okay. Um, just in in comparison to the previous so i had already i had probably already socked away like 70 plus hours into the game when i picked it up a couple weeks back up a couple weeks Man. ago yeah um, 70 hours that is a medium yeah. game and that's that's over like i mean that's over a couple years so it's like you know oh, wow. taking swipes at it here and there um i wasn't super dedicated to it um but got back into it and I, I had a day off and I just, I pretty much with my day off, I didn't really have any other plans that day. So okay. I just played it. I got up in the morning, turned it on <laughs> and just kind of, uh, drilled down pretty deep on it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I just wanted to see how far I could get. Um, cause I knew I wasn't too far from the end. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know how close I was. And I was, I mean, but I think by the time I ended, it was probably like 85, 86 hours or something like that total. Yeah. Uh, And and like I said, it it was good. Uh, I think there's a lot of things that that game does really, really well. And it would have been interesting to see where they would have gone if they had been given time to uh, refine some of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's, It's like most... I have I have sort of a general complaint when it comes to like that sort of open world, nonlinear environment where it just a lot of times I feel like it's just too big and there's too much going on and there's too much to keep track of. Um, but uh, you know it was it was enjoyable and yeah. uh, I'm I'm glad I finished it. Like I said, uh, you know there were definitely some really cool cool parts, but uh, it was good and. Uh, so now I'm, nice. I'm trying to figure out what sort of the next step is, like, you know, what the next thing to sort of like, you know, really drill down on is. But, uh, yeah, I read, uh, I got, I worked through a couple chapters in Good and Angry. Uh, really, 
really liking that book, man. And I'm, <laughs> yeah. And I'm trying to do what Paulison, because Paulison, when you like read the preface or, or the, the intro, he says something about like, get a highlighter and write in this book. Yep. And so I've been like highlighting passages and I don't do that all the time. I mean, I, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to writing in books or anything, but I've been highlighting different things and, uh, you know, writing in it and then answering the questions and, and just sort of scribbling throughout the book. And, uh, it's, it's really been, and again, as a guy who sort of has a professed temper, um, I think like, it's just been like a, a gut punch too. And, and, and not in the ways that I just expected, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, just to give an example, like I read um, last night, I was reading some of it, and there's a passage, and I'm going to probably misquote it um, per se, but he basically says that there's good, the, the thing is, anger is, there's good and bad aspects to it. Yeah. And he says, like, the, the wise approach to looking at all of this is not like a, a cynical approach to life in general and sort of in dealing with anger is not to just be like a cynic and say, well, everything's garbage, everything's bad, da 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 da. Or, and it's not to be sort of a blind optimist. He, I think he says at one point in time, they're both half right and all wrong. Yeah. Um, because there is like, and, and it says like the, to walk in wisdom is to say there is so much good and so much bad in every moment, in every person you meet. And, um, I, that was just, there was something that, that kind of struck me about that because, well, I mean, I, I think, you know, personally, I tend to sort of err on, on the, or not err, but I t- tend to drift towards being a little bit cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to be hopeful. I want to be optimistic. But I think when push comes to shove, I just kind of do the cynicism thing pretty hardcore. And, uh, but it was, it was just like, there's just so much good practical stuff to sort of like, dig dig into and 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 sort of like really chew on them all over that uh i really um am enjoying the book so uh and then uh i've sort of been i i haven't been as diligent but i did manage to review my galatians memorization a few times Mm -hmm. um you know and i've got got myself sorted to the point where i can Without too many promptings, get chapter one down. Dang, um, you know. But um, so I want to I want to get that tacked down pretty hard because like uh, you know one of the the sort of principles of that memorization system that you and I sort of talked about was that it make prior memorization like the things you have worked on prior to that a priority mm-hmm. before you learn. And so I really want to make sure they have that stuff tacked down and sort of embedded before i move on to you know start you know cranking on chapter two yeah so yeah but i mean so and and again you know it was it was kind of like that was kind of like one of those things where i definitely should have been putting more time into it but you know so i'm i'm in the same boat yeah with with memorization like with last week getting sick and then like i i did like i said i i 
I stayed home from work after I got sick, but then I basically kind of made that up the next day and didn't, uh, like went in Friday, Saturday as well. Um, so like I did take time off, but I made it up. So it wasn't really time away. And so my whole week was, was kind of weird. Um, anyways, I mentioned this last week is to stop making excuses and blaming other things. <laughs> um, so, but, well, but, I think, I think illness is a justifiable excuse and <laughs> I'm just saying. There. Yeah, I, I guess to, to a certain extent, I just also yeah. don't want to be, uh, yeah, d- d- don't want to lean on it as an excuse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, haven't done as well as I had hoped. Although, um, I did get a couple verses down from, okay. from the beginning. So, so like, uh, on the one hand, I'm happy. I, I can say that I've actually worked on it, you know, this year. Um, <laughs> So it is coming along, just not as I just have not been as faithful as um, as I had hoped that I would be so far. Um, with that said, actually, this I mean, and I don't mean to turn a corner to like new goals, but just to say is that I am excited for um, with school being out. I'm planning on attempting to start some habits that will hopefully last longer into when I don't have as much free time. If that makes any sense at all. So something like, yeah. like I'm planning, I'm, I'm already planning out um, just adding some things back in, you know, simple things like exercise and more like um, studying music and things like that um, and scripture mm-hmm. memorization so that I will have like these habits of doing it down. So it won't be so difficult to, pick that back up while I have less time. That mm-hmm. makes any yeah. sense. No, that makes, that makes a ton of sense. So, so. I know, I know yeah. I tend to be kind of a habitual type of person. Like it's, it's, it's more difficult for me to start something than it is to, to continue with it at times. So, yeah, no, that's, I'm actually, uh, I've been sort of teetering a little bit about joining a local gym Oh, nice. And getting back into the gym, just uh, not. I mean, I walk fifteen miles a day, right. so I'm not <laughs> yeah. like. I'm like, dang. Yeah. I mean, I could no. definitely like change my eating habits a little bit because um, I eat like a dump. You know, I, I tell people <laughs> I'm basically a dumpster fire with legs, and I just, I just like shovel right. stuff in there to burn it. But um, yeah, I've just like I think like the mechanics of exercise and sort of just. Even if you have sort of like a a, a discipline, like a physical physical discipline, mm-hmm. it does like sort of help like yeah. order things and and being being a little more disciplined. So yeah, yeah no, that's a uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. What um, was? Oh, sorry. Did you have anything else? The the only other thing was just the books, um, and that okay, was okay, okay. Uh, keeping faith in an age of reason. I did okay. read a little bit of it, but I'm I'm maybe halfway done with the book, probably closer to like forty percent. Um, okay, but I'm yeah I'm hope I I think I can finish it out in the next two weeks since I won't be reading any textbooks. <laughs> um, I I think I think I can have that one done, and um, I'm gonna have uh, the good man is hard to find done as yeah. well because it's yeah. it's good. I just need to again the way that I, I I'm listening to it. I need to be paying attention to it when I listen to it. It's not like a background story. <laughs> so, no, do you listen at 
uh, one time speed or one and a half or it depends. Um, okay. The, yeah. It, it depends on how quickly. So depending on podcasts or audiobooks, audiobooks, I generally try and do one and a half. Okay. Um, the, and my same brain here. just gets used to same. that. Some, some audiobook narrators are really slow. And so I bump it up even more. And some at 1.5, I need to take it slower. So it also kind of depends on the, on the, um, material itself. So like if it's, um, for instance, uh, like John Owen, I'm going to slow that down because there's a lot Mm -hmm. there (laughs) where I need to, I need to digest it a little bit more. I can't, it's, it's not just kind of a fly by night thing. No, no. Dude, no, that's, uh, I listen to most everything at one and a half at least. Um, but there are some, some podcasts where they're a little more academic in nature mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, Oh no. And I try not to listen to those while I'm, I'm working yeah. or walking. Uh, I try to make it a point to listen to those when they can actually possess my full attention. Yep. Um, because then it just becomes like background noise and I retain, you know, a big fat goose egg. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I kind of like wake up like five minutes later and I'm just like, what is going on? Yeah. I, I kind of drop, drop back into it and I'm like, and I just, the, the, you know, obviously the listeners can't see the look on my face, but it was very, very astounded. Yeah. Very um, confused. But, uh, Bewildered, yeah, just, perhaps. That's that's a good word. That's a good word. That I think that's that's an apt uh, label there. So, for our first official topic, and we All had right. batted around a couple things, mm-hmm. but I think uh, you know, and I had sent it to you as all these deals question mark exclamation point question mark exclamation point or something like that. All the but deals, all the deals, and. Um, I guess I sort of was, it was at the front of my mind because uh, right now PlayStation has their mid-year sale going on. They have a consistent sort of rotation of uh, flash sales that have come up and Mm -hmm. I take advantage. I, you know, and I've taken advantage of these sales from time to time, but uh, also like there was a steam sale recently Mm -hmm. and I guess I just sort of wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that I've been thinking in regards to sales and the culture of the deal and gaming and backlog management. Um, So, you know, I guess like, you know, the, 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 the quick and dirty version is when I'm being honest and I look at this stuff, like I realize I have picked up, I have bought a lot of games that I just should not have, yeah. even though it was like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 20 bucks, you know, for uh, a $60 game or yeah. whatever. Um, and it's one of those things when I'm looking back and sort of, you know, just being honest and, and, and again, sort of looking at, at, at the, the pile. I mean, my backlog, I have several hundred games in there. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm also in a process of sort of calling the backlog where I'm saying, like, I will never get to this game. Mm-hmm. I bought it, and I shouldn't have. Shame on me. And instead of just saying shame on me, I'm also trying to sort of go forward and, and, like, and looking at things and, and 
you know, uh, I maintain a wish list on the, uh, my PSN app, okay. uh, which is which is a really cool functionality in in one sense, and then it's also kind of dangerous in another. <laughs> um, but uh, I think you know one of the uh, a practical bit of wisdom when I was growing up was like my dad would a lot of times say to me like, think about you know you want this thing, and he's like put it away for a while, like walk away from it for a while. And if you still want it in like three weeks or a month and you come back and you're like, no, I still want this. He's like, okay, maybe there's something there you need to examine. And I think like the, the real danger is with this flash sale stuff. Um, it really does tempt me to be an impulse buyer. Yep. So, um, what are, what, I guess like mm -hmm. what, what are your, some initial thoughts? Like when, when I sort of pitched this one to you. Yeah, well, I mean, like you said, I think it's just really timely, especially buying a Switch. Um, Nintendo's mm -hmm. actually got more sales on the Switch, I've noticed, than they have for previous consoles. Not that they really did much digital before. I mean, they, they did some with Wii U. I've got a bunch of digital titles on Wii U. But um, it, it didn't seem like there were as many sales as there are like right now. I guess Switch is just an indie machine, so that's probably what it is. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So anyways... They have those going on. Like you said, the Steam summer sale, I think it just wrapped up. But there's always um, there's always some deals going on. But yeah, it seems like just back-to-back -back with PSN stuff, which is just crazy, especially if you're looking for like the big AAA games. Um, yeah. Because usually with digital, I go for the smaller indie-type games. I prefer to have physical media. Um, so whenever... So it really depends on how good of a deal it is, if it's digital or not. Um, because I'm also cheapskate, so that's fun. Um, and that's that's actually probably where I should start is just my habits as well and the way that I, I tend to gravitate towards things is that I do have a tendency to be a collector for a few different reasons. Um, in, in that, like, like you, I have several hundred games on my, my backlog of games that like, I, your spreadsheet, your yes, Excel sheet. Yes, on my Excel sheet. Right now it's sitting at over 700. That includes Boy. Steam games. So, so probably, ha probably half is our Steam games. Um, and probably half of those are games that I probably won't ever play. But still, there's several oh, hundred. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, there's, there's taste. <laughs> um, oh, so that's fun. Um, then, then you add in like the number of hours that it would take to actually beat it. Try, try doing that too. Um, mm. So, so I, I have this tendency of like, if it, uh, I, I like just amassing the games and thinking, you know, in the future, I'll get around to playing this or, you know, on a rainy day, or this is something that I can, you know, loan out to someone else. Or if, you know, in the case of being a dad, if my kids are interested in these games or things that I've just heard are really good, um, I, I don't have a problem with amassing a backlog necessarily like in and of itself, because it, it kind of just provides like a sense of, I will never be out of, games to play if that makes sense so there's that part of it in just like i have this cool collection mm -hmm. um yeah 
but then the other part of it is like I said, I'm a cheapskate. And so I don't like playing, I don't like paying full price for hardly anything, but especially video games. And so, um, when stuff goes on crazy, ridiculous sales, uh, I get impulsive. Like you said, um, it does, it does make me want it more. Um, because I'm like, oh, even, even if I'm not going to play this in the next few months, like at this price at, you know, six bucks for this game. Sure. Like let's add it, let's add it to the backlog. And so that the used a good word. I think that's dangerous because, um, then it just starts a mass. I start amassing games that I'm never going to play, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, because then it just becomes like, oh, well, this is a spinoff of a game that I like in a, or in a series that I like, and I don't know much about this game, but it's related to a game that I do. Like, it just, I'm never going to play it. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm probably never going to get around to it. And in that case, I shouldn't spend the money. So um, those two things, being a collector and uh and being a cheapskate really kind of coalesce in these deals and especially like you said the timed nature of them definitely um is a part of it too because then you get the fomo going you know it's like oh if you don't buy it now it's never gonna be this price again which is hardly ever the case um at least not at least not with digital games sometimes with physical games you see something good on ebay or you know it's on sale at a store something like that or you yeah. know you can get in early something but um for the most part i'd say a good 80 percent of the time that's not the case you'll find it at that price again <laughs> yeah i mean um i'm trying to think what was the most like one of the most notable sort of like things that when i think about this is like um years ago the batman games on ps3 went on sale mm-hmm. the arkham games I, I picked up all of them for like, you know, oh, you know, it was like pennies on the dollar kind of like yeah. prices. And the reality is I have yet to touch any of them. And people are like, oh, you know, they're great games. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And, and it's like there's just a point where I'm like, man, you know what? I'm probably never going to get around to these. And it's not yeah. that they're terrible games or that I don't want to play them. But, you know, if I'm just being honest, um, it's just kind of. Yeah, I'm probably not going yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, aside from aside from like you know, last week you know that that binge session that I did with with my gaming, like I probably don't put more than most weeks. If I get in eight hours of gaming, maybe ten hours of gaming, that's yeah, yeah. That's 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 sort of a a high a high yield week with with game time and then it's like you said too you know there is like there's a lot of games when you look at like the hour count like if i put a jrpg on onto that list and i'm like no i'm gonna play this like like persona 5 okay Mm -hmm. i have to i i haven't beaten that yet i I probably have like 20 or 30 hours into it okay like so you're still in the beginning yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just got done with the tutorial um (laughs) But it's like, yeah, it's a 90-hour game, yeah. 90-plus-hour game. And it's it's kind of like there's this question then, okay, like, and then because I have at, at the same time, um, I've started being a little more proactive. And, you know, I mentioned it last week, my, my uh, good, one of my best friends, actually, and I make it a point to play games together. Yeah. And so we're doing this online co-op campaign thing. 
And so, you know, if I'm only playing like, you know, maybe 12, like, I'll say, okay, like eight to 15 hours a week, maybe mm-hmm. sort of. And I know that's, that's kind of a wilder range, but it's like, I mean, that's one to that, two hours a day. That's yeah. yeah. And that, and that's not a guarantee right. too. Like, but those, it's like, so a lot of times I think like our, like the time for Parker and I has really been like Saturday nights, mm-hmm. like, um, just because it's, a, I, I have Sundays off, um, and so we'll, we'll hop on for a few hours and we'll, we'll play for three or four hours. Uh, but you know, it's just like the, sh- the sheer logistics of it is, uh, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it's just sort of like, too, I think too, like some of it is, is I used to be a pretty avid collector. Um, okay. I had, uh, I was, I had a fairly extensive PS2 collection at one point in time mm-hmm. that I got it estimated at one point in time, and uh, just because I was I was a, like a legit collector, like I was the dude who looked for like rare prints and, and okay. weird off the wall, wall titles and Dang. stuff. Um, and I did like one of my a uh, bit of a sob story is uh, <laughs> one of my favorite games. Of all time, it's probably in my top ten, uh, maybe probably in my top five. But is this game called Valkyrie Profile? Oh yeah, um, for the the PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. I had an original print of that game for the PlayStation One, and my sister, I was sort of like doing somehow some cleaning, and I had said like there was she was like, do you have anything that? And this is like in the the, the early days of eBay. And stuff, uh-huh. and she's like, "Do you have anything that you want to get rid of, like you know, for extra cash? We, I can auction it off on eBay." I was like, "Yeah, let me let me go through." And I had gone through this box, and I said, "Okay, like you can sell all this stuff, but don't sell like these three. Mm-hmm. And it was like Valkyrie Profile and a couple other things. Uh, I think like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, an original print of that okay. was in there, and you know, some of it wasn't like a big deal, um, but. And so somehow along the ways, I wasn't paying attention. And one day I was like, Hey, you know, where, where these, these discs go. And mm-hmm. she's like, I sold those. And I, there was this kind of like this, like, <laughs> no, you weren't supposed to sell those ones. <laughs> um, and, but, and then, uh, you know, even looking at my PlayStation two collection that I had, um, for a while, it's, you know, it, like I said, it was several hundred dollars. I think, I yeah. think the estimate was like 700 or something like that. it was okay. like, yeah. So, and it was, it was, it was fairly extensive and fairly large. Um, and, and like I said, there was some like, you know, rare prints and, and some stuff. I even had some sealed stuff, but, and okay. you know, I needed rent money. Mm-hmm. I wasn't playing my PlayStation two. Um, and it was sort of a season of my life where I was just like, uh, ready to like pare down some stuff so yeah. i just started offloading it because i you know i need to rent and and since then i've just sort of been in a process where it's like i'm trying not to get too acute like too collectory yeah but you know it's it's that thing it's like i i find myself sort of going into like just like a a mere accumulation mode where it's like i just mm-hmm. and um you know, frankly uh yeah, that can be kind of unhelpful. I yeah. remember 
I remember. Did you, did you ever listen to Adventures in Odyssey? <laughs> yeah, after church okay. on Sundays, man. We'd uh, right. my mom would throw in uh, corn dogs into the into the oven. We'd have lunch. It was usually either corn dogs or or sandwiches. We'd listen to Adventures in Odyssey for like two hours. Dude, yeah, man. Um, we used to uh, when we were on trips. My parents would sort of. There was four of us kids and. Uh, my parents would buy like a new set of Adventures and Odyssey okay. cassettes. Yeah. And then we would measure our trips by how many episodes yep. of Adventures and Odyssey it was. <laughs> That's but awesome. There was this one, and I don't have an exact biblical um, parallel. Well, I mean, maybe we could sort of look at the rich young ruler if we wanted to. But like this idea of like a lot of times, like the more stuff you have, the more you get tied to that and the more that sort of like controls you and Mm -hmm. restricts you and restrains you like, you know, and and not to embrace again, not to like embrace sort of an asceticism or like sell all your stuff and go live in a van and, you know, the river. Yeah. Kind of stuff. But no, (laughs) I I was, I was thinking Francis Chan, but then I realized I sounded like Chris Farley. No, Um, (laughs) I just make references. I'm, that's that's how I work. My brain just does that. Uh, but yeah, 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 yeah. Chan, I get it. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, but uh, yeah. No. <laughs> now, now I'm thinking about Chris Farley. No, um. <laughs> took us too far off. It's a no, shame. But um, this idea is like you know, the more stuff you have, and even on like okay, so like a Steam library or a PlayStation Network collection, like. I really like the PS Plus stuff, but mm-hmm. like, there's so many games that just get added to my library that I'm like, I will never touch this in yeah. a bajillion years. And it just sort of adds to that pile. And so I think at some point in time, you just do have to get like sort of, you just have to be mindful of the fact that like at, at some point in time, you can fall very easily into like a mere accumulation sort yeah. of loop where it's like, oh, no, I'll pick this up and I'll pick this up and I'll pick this up. And it's kind of a just in case. And I'm just like, man, like I'm, I'm definitely trying to be a little more intentional and in saying like, I'm only going to buy games that I am definitely going to play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love so. it. Um, there in the book club, um, we read a book earlier this year that was about tidying up, which is the Marie seems, Kondo book. Yes. Yeah. And it seems like such a, such a weird concept of a book to read, but I, I really enjoyed it actually. Dude. And yeah. It was really good. She kind of talked about that. She was not a Christian, but obviously as I'm reading it, I'm thinking of these Christian themes and, and, and that was kind of one of the things that she brought up that really kind of hit home with me is like the value of possessions in general and, and like, uh, the way that you use them determines their value, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. So if you're not using it, like there's no point in keeping it. And well, it's the whole spark joy thing. She's yeah. like, does this thing spark joy in you? Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Which I'm like, well, you and I have a slightly different understanding of what joy is, yeah. lady. Yeah. But definitely. No. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, but mm. I think the underlying theme there uh, is, is good. And in, honestly, it was difficult for me to apply for video games in particular because i do have this collection because i do have like these games but it it definitely helped to um when thinking through my purchases especially you know my future purchases 
of like, like I think I said it even on last week or last uh, podcast, excuse me, is that I've, I've accepted the fact that if I were to never buy any more video games, I'd be, I'd be totally fine. I'd be totally fine just buy just playing the games that I own right now. Uh, that would last me <laughs> a really long time. Um, so anything I add is like a cherry on top, if that makes sense. And that said, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like there, I love being in, you know, the, listening to the podcast, hearing what's, what's going on in video gaming. Um, you know, the, the seeing what companies are doing, what types of, cause there are great games coming out all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, especially like last year and this coming year. Yeah. Um, uh, just, I mean, the stuff that's coming from Sony like this year uh that new spider-man game mm-hmm. uh i maybe this isn't on other people's radar but dragon quest 11 is coming out yeah and that has like that has like my inner like eight-year-old screaming mm-hmm. um you know uh, <laughs> that's uh, awesome red, red dead redemption 2 i think is slotted for this year mm-hmm. um and this is our and, and this is coming on the heels of like the god of war game uh, right. that be- become human or Detroit, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever. Detroit. And that's, that's not talking about like, um, Octopath Traveler is yeah. coming out here in like four or five days. And you and I oh. were sort of talking about that. And I'm kind of like, I really want it. <laughs> yes. Yes. And now, um, unfortunately I have the ability to play it. <laughs> so it's even more of a temptation. Uh, but it's like going back to it. It's like, Okay, so Dragon Quest Eleven, right, mm-hmm. is going to be this huge JRPG. I played, I think it was Dragon Quest Eight for the PlayStation Two, mm-hmm. and I put over two hundred hours into that wow. game, and I did Dang. everything, like awesome. all the things, yeah, <laughs> and like the secret bosses, and like you know, I you know, I I did all the grinding and got like the best armor and had like maxed out levels, like just ridiculous. And uh, I haven't beaten Persona Five yet, you know. And it's it's like, do I really need to add right now? And it's like, uh, Nino Kuni Two was on sale a while ago, mm-hmm. and I have, yep. I had some like PlayStation credit, so like I scooped that up, and I'm like, I'm looking at that, and I'm like, do I really need to? Like, I really want it, but do I really need to add to to like my pile right now? Yeah, um, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Persona five is actually a good one to bring up. I, um, so I've played through three and four and I really like, I really like the SMT series in general. Um, that, okay. that we can have that four, as a conversation. Persona four is, is one of my favorite like games of, it's probably my top 10 list. So nice. I haven't, nice. I haven't played three, but okay. I did play the original, I think persona two. Okay. There were two, uh, Store two Persona two games. Yep, I played uh, the the original release on PS one. That was one okay. of the ones that got like booted off. That wasn't supposed to be sold. <laughs> oh wow, dang! So um, okay, I, I played that. But anyways, yeah. Uh, so. sorry. So I I really enjoy the series as, as I guess all that I'm saying. And um, Persona five. Uh, I so I have a PS three. I don't have a PS four. Um, mm-hmm. it has been tempting for me. I've been, you know, like following it along and it went on sale on PSN. I want to say it was PSN, maybe it's Best Buy for around $30. And I was like, oh, that is a really good price. And I could probably scoop it up. 
But the more that I sat on it and thought about it, I it, it was kind of the same thing where it's like, I have other JRPGs. I have other games in the Shin Megami Tensei series <laughs> that I haven't <laughs> played. Um, and I've heard that this is just such a huge game, like you said, over yeah. 90 hours for just the main story. Um, and though that's, I would, yeah, that's none of the extra stuff right. or the new game plus mode. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, there's probably going to be a re-release version of persona five because there has been for, for three and four and a lot of, a lot yeah. of SMT games get the re-release or get like drastic price cuts. Um, so the more that I've thought about it, the more I'm just like, you know what? I can I can hold off and wait until there's something till there's a better deal and then I can um then I can pick it up and play through it. But yeah, so Persona 5 is one of those games where yeah, it's on my list of things that I would enjoy if I picked it up, but I don't um it it needs to be a good enough deal. No, I'm just kidding. Uh I it needs to hit that point where um either yeah, it is it is a good enough deal to scoop it up or like I'm at a point where okay I can introduce Persona into my life again, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and so what I said earlier about how like just accepting that I have enough games right now, um, it allows me to view these deals that come up um, differently because instead of instead of saying oh man I have to have this it's only five bucks I can get it I come at it more from a point of like, I don't need this. I never, I will Mm -hmm. never need another video game. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. There's a ton of games that I want because there's amazing games coming out all over the place. Uh, you mentioned Octopath Traveler. I really liked Bravely Default. Like, Oh yeah. It has, it has its issues, um, that were frustrating at the time, but Mm -hmm. man, I liked that game actually for a lot of the same reasons I like SMT. Um, because it got really difficult, but it gave you so many options. And anyways, mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh game. yeah, believe me, I I fell down the rabbit hole on both of those. Okay, both the bravely games. So you're preaching to the choir there, bro. So you say both. I own the second one, <laughs> but I haven't played it yet. Um, so that's along the same, I mean, uh, it's made by the same, Octopath is made by the same team as the Bravely games. It sounds like it uses some of the same mechanics, but it also sounds very different. What I have heard from, um, from a couple different sources that have played the game, um, is that it is unrelenting in that you have to play it, like you have to take advantage of of the weaknesses and things of your opponents in order to play well, or you will get destroyed. And I'm just like, Oh, this sounds like my kind of game. Um, so it sounds fantastic, but again, it's it's very good. When, when, when you eventually get around to playing it, mm -hmm. uh, remind me and I will, uh, point you in the direction of there's a class called a patissier. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a, you're basically a pastry chef of death and doom um nice like the most metal version of the pastry chef ever um (laughs) but there's there's an exploit that involves you i mean you have to master a couple of classes yeah and and throw in but it it basically turns into like you can just like destroy trash mobs Mm -hmm. so nice um, that's how i felt at the end of the first one but then the last boss was it was rough so 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, love that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess the, what I was saying with deals and games and great games and stuff like that is just to make the point of like, I I would say especially uh, well. I'm in a position where, like I said, I have a lot of games, and so it's easier for me to say. But I think as a Christian also, if we're looking at our possessions and the things that we own, and we don't want them to own us, we have to be able to guard our hearts against needing things, if that makes sense. Um, well, turning, turning things from, you know, and again, sort of referencing the Paulson book, you know, he says a lot of times anger happens when we take these things that are wants mm-hmm. and we turn them into needs. Right. And then we don't get our needs, quote unquote, met. Yeah. Or, and um, and I just, I, I mean, I, I guess I'm sort of looking at it too from sort of a, just sort of a, an economics of time. Yeah. So, okay, like the mm-hmm. thing is like, you're, you know, when you're taking advantage of a sale, you're definitely being like, wise with your money like mm-hmm. you you know because you're saying hey you know what the game's normally 60 70 bucks whatever i'm paying 15 that's that's a savvy move like and mm-hmm. i would say like your finances your hashtag finances <laughs> are definitely like you know you're that that's on point but like the you know that sort of like the the other side of that hashtag the hashtag backlogs and finances you know the backlogs part of that is really sort of about taking into account like the time yeah and i think this is going to be like something that i come back to often um as we we talk about this but with this because it is such a time intensive hobby if we're being wise about engaging in stewardship and and sort of like trying to bring this this hobby sort of into line with being wise men and women of god and you know uh, there is a point where we sort of have to do sort of a, a sort of a, like an arithmetic of time or not an arithmetic, but sort of e- examine the, the time investment, uh, yeah. a buddy of mine that I was, well, the guy that I play the co-op stuff, mm-hmm. like we were sort of like, uh, shooting some, some text back and forth or, you know, we were talking it, well, it doesn't matter, but he, <laughs> he has a very similar, he keeps like a list of games that he wants to play and mm-hmm. he sort of. Um, he has the prices and then he just sort of keeps an eye on things. And when they go on sale, like he snags them. but on his, his Excel sheet or his spreadsheet, he actually does, he uses, um, you know, how long the beat. Yes. Um, as like, and he finds like what the average play time is or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he logs that all into his, his, uh, spreadsheet there, which yes, by sir. Charles, Charles Watson, if you are listening, you need to add an hour functionality to GG. I'm just saying, if I could just see how long those games are going to take me on the app natively, it'd be fantastic. I'm just just, just throwing that out there. Um, that, that's your GG plug there, Charles. Got it, man. Mid-show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, but, uh, like it's this idea too is okay so like you know going back to persona 5 as the example like i'm looking at it, i'm saying like okay like i play 10 to 15 hours a week you know half of that you know at least a third of that is gobbled up by my co-op time mm-hmm. you know and so it's like is this a game that i'm going to spend the next six seven months wanting to play and it might be at some point in time yeah. 
but you know, for the most part, you know, it's, so it's like, I do think you need to be mindful of that. Um, and again, like it's, it's, it's not, um, I wish I had spent like a little more time like digging around in Proverbs because I probably could have found like a, like a, a proverb that was relevant to this discussion. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I really do think like it is, it is not just an issue of budgeting because I think a lot of times right. when you're picking stuff on up on sale, you are being a little more like financially and fiscally responsible, but you know, uh, you know, there is that question of like, do, do you really have like the, is, is the, do you have the time budgeted out as well? Right. Um, yeah. So. No, I, I think that's a, that's a great point. Cause that often goes, it, it, your point too of, of the fact that it, it's not for nothing that these deals are enticing. Like they're enticing for a reason. Like you said, it's even an issue of stewardship. You know, if you're going out and buying the the latest, you know, you have $60 game every week, like there could be an issue of stewardship there. And if you're just waiting and looking for deals, like good deals are um, beneficial. Like they are actually good things, um, but it can also be a trap, like you said. And often we don't think about the time commitment that comes along with it. Um, especially in relation to, if this makes sense, like how badly you actually do want to play the game. And that, mm-hmm. that kind of ties into what I mentioned about being a collector is like, oh, well, this is a part of this series of games, you know, that I enjoy. Um, well, if it's a, if it was a, if I look on Metacritic and the game got a 60 and it's a 50 hour JRPG, chances are I'm never going to touch it. <laughs> because why would I want to put that much time into a game that's just eh, it's average, you know, even if it is part of a series that I enjoy. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, that, that, that part of it often gets overlooked, especially as someone who really likes JRPGs. <laughs> uh, that's, that's like sort of like the, that was sort of my go-to in my younger days. Mm-hmm. Like uh, one of my favorite, one of my, the first games I ever beat was the original Dragon Warrior. Um, yeah. Which, you know, sort of a quick shout out here. Uh, Paul Lytle from, uh, he's, he's in TRG, but he mm-hmm. has a, he has a podcast called, I think the Retro Zoo Super Show. Oh yeah. And he, he did like a seven episode spread on Dragon Qu- the Dragon Quest series. Oh wow. That was really kind of neat. Like it's it's not it was not what I was expecting, but it was really kind of neat. So if if anybody is interested in that, I definitely recommend it. It's it's enjoyable. Um nice. But yeah, and it's like so but like the thing is too is like those games do tend to be super intensive. Like right now I've sort of been pecking away at uh, Battle Chasers Night War, mm-hmm. um, and I like it. I, I was a huge fan of the comic books back in the '90s. Like, okay, um, cool. So, well, I guess like late '90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Um, Joe Joe Mad is sort of like he's like uh, he's. I wish I could like. I wish I could draw like him. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just yeah. It's just. He makes me sick <laughs> yeah. because he's just yeah. got like this very cool style. And, um, but, uh, yeah. And, but it's, and again, and I think it's a, it's, it's a little more bite-sized, but 
I think I'm mm-hmm. like 10 or 15 hours into that game and I might be halfway through it. Uh, if okay. that, yeah. so, uh, you know, it's just like, they tend to be time intensive. Right. And yeah. So it's just something to be aware of, something to be mm-hmm. mindful of, uh, is really like looking at sort of the time commitment, I think more so in some ways, like, because it is, it, it's so super easy. And, and I think about like to just sort of in hindsight, I think about the thousands of dollars that I've spent, like picking these games up on sale. And like I said, I look at the Batman games and I, I don't know how much I paid for them, mm-hmm. you know, but like I said, I remember getting them on sale or whatever. And it, it might've been like, I might've spent like 30 bucks on the two Batman games for the PS3 or whatever. Um, but like the reality is like I'm just I'm not gonna play them anytime soon. Yeah. And so that's you know, and it's it's just sort of that that question. Um and, and sort of, you know, there's there's other things I think we could sort of like, you know, rabbit trail into but like, you know, because a lot of that stuff is like on, on digital. Mm-hmm. So it's like would would it be just more beneficial if I said, Well, you know what, I'm not gonna buy anything on digital unless I absolutely plan on playing it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Uh you know, I don't know. But that, you know, again, I think that that might be a conversation that we should maybe just put on the, you know, put on the back burner <laughs> at some point in time, like the merits of physical versus digital kind yeah. of stuff. Um, did you have any sort of thoughts that you wanted to add before we kind of started wrapping up here? Well, I mean, I guess the the only thing, because it's mildly related to what we were talking about, is just how in budgeting your time too, um, it's not necessarily that you can you foresee this, but you do have to have a certain sense of a point at which you're going to abandon a game. Like if mm-hmm. yeah, I, I mentioned earlier, like, you know, JRPG, that's just kind of middle of the road, um, but it's really long. Uh, you have to, if, you know, 10 hours into the game, you're still not enjoying it. Are you gonna, are you gonna trudge through? Because, at that point, was it really worth, is it worth your continued time investment into it, regardless of how much you've paid for the game? Um, or, or again, for other reasons, you know, like I said, I keep going back to this whole, like, it's a game in a series that I enjoy type of a deal because of the collector in me. That's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, certain things, certain things that I enjoy, but, um, you know, if, if you're not, if you're not actually enjoying what you're playing to a certain point, um, it's, it's no longer worth the time investment that you're giving it. Um, so that's just kind of the thought along with the thinking through time as well. And there's a number of reasons why you might want to play a game. Maybe, you know, there's, there's always the conversation again, we can have a whole episode on it of gameplay versus story versus, yeah, you know, art direction or something like that, and um, we probably will have those conversations. You know, yeah, just you know, they're just on the backlog of episodes backlog. we might do <laughs> eventually. We're collecting all these ideas for later. Uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> we might do some two for one episodes. Get you a deal. We're just gonna keep adding to our pile of ideas. <laughs> um, I love it. No, I think that I think that's like a really good point too because um when I was doing a lot of the drafting stuff and there weren't like a ton of rules when when I started the draft. I think one of the things that I did say is it's okay to just say, 
I don't really like this game all that much. Yeah. I've put in enough time to figure out I don't like this game that much. I'm not going to waste my time with it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sort of in a, in a in an effort to sort of be clever, I would do like, oh, the solid, I called it the solid 60. Give it an hour. Like, mm-hmm. and if you're at an hour and you're saying like, I'm just not feeling this game. Okay. Like, I think it's, you know, and, and I think it does sort of, you know, it does vary from game to game. Yeah. But I would say, like, generally, like, if, you know, as, as a general rule, like, you know, if you're a few hours in, like, if you're three or four hours in and you're just, like, kind of forcing yourself to play a game, like, that's that's a poor use of your time. Because right. I think as believers, you know, and I, and I had a, a little bit of a conversation with my pastor about this recently. Um, one of the things that, like, we believe about recreation, right? is that it is meant to refresh us, yeah. to restore us. And if you're playing a game that's just sort of like draining you, mm-hmm. um, you know, and you're, you're making yourself play it, um, well, then you're not, you're not really recreating well yeah. or wisely. Um, you're, um, and that's just, and, and I think to, you know, there are a lot of things that we're, uh, and again, there are a lot of things I think we're going to get into over, mm-hmm. you know, for, for over the, the course of this podcast in general. But I think like, too, like, I just really have been, even in sort of like the, the couple of weeks since we started this, I've just really been forced to think about, um, not forced, but I've been able to think about just the way that culturally we engage entertainment and the yeah. way that we think about it versus you know, like the differences in worldview between a Christian's take on recreation and entertainment and uh, the secular or the, the, the non-believers view. Mm-hmm. And so, I w- yeah, I would definitely sort of like, you know, I, you know, you could call that a backlog pro tip if you wanted and say, yeah. like, if, if you're not enjoying the game after a few hours, it's okay to put it down and say, I don't want to play this anymore like and be done yeah and and it's okay like you know you don't have to i i think like too like that is a, a bit of a poison that um, well i bought this game so i need to play it right uh right that can like that sort of um and, and not to to go like too spiritual but that's a sort of like you're enslaving yourself to something that you have absolutely no obligation to yeah um yeah you know, and it's okay to sort of just say, you know what, like this game is not good. It's not for me or whatever. And, uh, I'm out like, uh, so C- case in point, I'm going to share two quick stories. I'm going to try and make them quick. Cause you know me, Yeah, no, whatever. It's our uh, podcast. We can, we can do whatever we're we going to do it. Dang it. Uh, this is what I'm doing right now into the microphone. Um, but just forewarning, um, I know people love these games, so I'm, I'm sorry. I I don't mean to trash them as games, but just as my taste. Um, like I said, I like JRPGs, but there are two games, um, that I played for the, for the draft that really surprised me. The first is, um, the Tales of Symphonia. Yeah. Tales of Symphonia, um, Mm -hmm. Chronicles, whatever, um, is that I actually dropped that game. I probably played like 15 10 15 hours into that game and i it was just okay um 
maybe maybe it gets better later or maybe I'll pick it up in the future because I didn't I didn't particularly dislike it but I was just at a point where I was like I've got these other draft games and this just really isn't it, it's 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 not getting me going it's just kind of it's just kind of middle of the road so I had to put that one down uh, or I decided to put that one down the other yeah. one is uh Kingdom Hearts and so this is this is the whole mm-hmm. uh thing that I mentioned earlier about deals is that I I own both uh Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5. Um, yeah, me too. Me too. And I played through the first Kingdom Hearts and again this is just me, it was a total slog for me. There were times at which I enjoyed it, but most of the game was was very bland for me like it was just real button mashy and then it would get really weird difficulty spikes where i'm just like what am i doing wrong how is this even happening um and the story was extremely convoluted uh you know what this is my podcast it was really dumb okay it was dumb (laughs) i like disney guys i enjoyed the disney characters they were the best parts about this story but oh my goodness by the end of the game the characters were calling five different thing heart. And so I don't know what they're talking about when they say there's a kingdom heart. Like are you talking about is someone's heart, a, a physical plane of place that you go. Anyways. Okay. Sorry. My rant <laughs> rant is over except to say that I was very surprised because I love final fantasy games in general. Mm-hmm. I like Disney uh, that I just did not enjoy that game. And so I don't know that now because I bought those two games before I even played the first one. I don't know if I'm going to play the second one. I've heard the the gameplay is better, um, so I might dip my toe in. But it's it's going to be a while, frankly. Yeah. Um, so so I don't know. Anyways, those are two stories of games that I thought I would really like that I got on a deal, um, inevitably, <laughs> and uh, and now I'm kind of maybe not regretting my purchase, but it's kind of like eh, it just it just wasn't what I was expecting it to be. Yeah, and I think too, like there's an interesting, and again, this is probably something we will touch on at some point in time, but, uh, you know, for sure. But I was talking to somebody about uh, there was that Uncharted remaster, and somebody in TRG today was talking about how they were playing the original Uncharted, and they just found like the controls to be unbearable. Mm-hmm. Um, just like they, they're just were like, this is not fun. This is not good. You know, I'm just really. Uh, struggling with it and i think too like i remember because i i played the original kingdom hearts on on ps2 and i remembered really liking it and just like Mm -hmm. and i i would say i think in some ways like that game has suffered because like we have gotten so much more uh savvy or advanced with like just how how like control schemes and camera camera Definitely. placement and everything else and i think like that game just does not age well right and mm-hmm. so there are a lot of games that you go back and um there's something there's like a remaster or a remake that i was talking to somebody about at one point in time and i said um oh the dark souls remaster like my buddy oh, my yeah. buddy zach is like he's really on me to get around to playing that and at some point in time i probably will um, just to, just to say that I've done it, mm-hmm. and I I know that you you already sort of like, you know, took care of that. But it's like, 
you, you know, I think sometimes there there are games that uh, they're a little older. I think okay, like Resident Evil Four. Like mm-hmm. I love that game, yeah, and I will play that game multiple times. But like the the reality is like the the controls in that game have gotten really they're not good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like at one point in time, I I definitely understand like the tank controls and everything. But it's just like the reality is like that game has just really it's it's fun, but it's also kind of hard to get back into just because yeah. like hasn't aged well. Yeah. And I think it's okay to just look at a game sometimes and, and sort of thinking about like the Uncharted game, that sort of conversation. Like it's okay to be like, okay, like, you know what, I just missed I missed like the the window for this right. because yep. we are so much more sophisticated like, you know, not not we're sophisticated, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Every everything's advanced. Like yeah. it, it, the the industry has grown. Like the, you know, the production values have grown, and so like there's stuff where it's like I look at it now and I'm like, uh, you know, this this not really a great. There's not really a great reason to go back and play this because right. the controls are whatever. Right. It's so. it's a historical piece, you know. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy playing it that way, then cool. But it has been uh, uh, improved upon in later games for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess that sort of, you know, I guess, I guess we could say that we, we've sort of beat this horse, this dead horse into the ground. I think so. Um, but, yeah. you know, uh, so I guess future goals going. So for the next podcast, yeah, man, what, what are some of the things that you had sort of that that you want to to make a priority in the next couple of weeks? Uh, okay, so I mentioned earlier is really hitting the scripture memorization. Um, okay. So I'd like to have at least the first chapter of James um, in the next two weeks. I think I think that would be pretty cool. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. That's my first thing is is memorizing the first chapter of James. Um, I do think I can finish up that um, keeping faith in an age of reason. I think I can be done with that one, and uh, I'm going to be done with the the uh, Flannery O'Connor, if not listening to it again, because I, it, you stop and think after each after each little uh, short story. It's that good. Um, in terms of games, yeah, I'm going to finish up Zelda because I don't have very much left on that. Um, t- there, I have two more games left on the backlog draft, and the first one is Journey, and I've been waiting until I can set aside a couple hours and just go through mm-hmm. it, because I've heard it's an experience, I've heard you kind of just have to, um, that it's immersive, and it's yeah. kind of minimalist, and so in my mind, in my, um, you know, like fairy tale dreamland, is like when I have an evening free to myself and I don't have any other anything else that I need to get done, I will set aside the time and just go through the entire experience. Um, it hasn't happened yet, but now that school's out, um, I there think I can swing it. So I want to go through Journey. Um, and then the other game on my backlog draft is Silent Hill 2, and I'm not sure if I want to just wait and push that out till October. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Um, is that what do you what do you have that on? Uh, PS2. So it okay. it would be played on my PS3 because it's PS2 compatible. Okay. Um, maybe maybe uh, maybe that's something. Maybe we could actually 
uh, if you do end up moving that back to October, we could just, uh, I could get it and, you know, scare myself silly um, <laughs> playing it. I'd be down. You also mentioned Dead Space, and I haven't played through those games. Oh. And I was like, I was having the same idea of like, oh, that would be cool to to go through that one at the same time. So maybe you know, <laughs> I, now we're she, both getting ideas. Just Damn. just for the like, my wife gets mad at me because I won't watch scary movies with her. Um, oh I'm a big, wow! I'm a big I'm a big chicken. Oh um, dang! But there is a weird part of me that is oddly drawn to survival horror games. Okay. Like, um, okay. So I, I think it's, it's because if, if I had to sort of like pin down a reason, I think it is, uh, I am, when you were watching a horror movie, mm -hmm. you were just, you are along for the ride. Yeah. You're at the mercy of the director. <laughs> but when you are playing like a survival horror game, like it, like those, I'm, and even in like horror movies, they're usually like sort of like a, it's sort of like a power fantasy sort of like, mm -hmm. like, you know, there's always like the heroine or the hero or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's that sense of agency and I'm just like, uh, yeah, I, you know, and I, I almost hundred percented, I played dead space years ago yeah. on the 360. Um, I, I really do like that game. And I almost 100%ed it. I was like a couple, uh, what is it, achievements? On, on, yeah, Microsoft. I was a couple achievements away from getting 100% on that game. Nice. Um, I really, really like that game. And, and I'll probably definitely. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll sort of like keep that. We'll throw that onto our pile of ideas. Yeah. And yeah. Um, maybe when October rolls around, we'll pick one of those two and say, okay, like, uh, and so what else did you have? Like, did uh, you have anything else or that was pretty much it. I need to sit down and decide what I'm going to play next though, because I wasn't sure if I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go into silent Hill two right now. Cause originally mm -hmm. when I did the draft, um, silent Hill was on there and I was like, Oh, one and two are short games. I'll just do both of them. And then I decided to go back to school and I only got the first one done. <laughs> um, which funny enough, the first one actually falls into that camp, like you said earlier, of games that are just completely outdated. But the reason you play Silent Hill isn't necessarily for the gameplay. So it worked with that game. You just have to remember, you're playing a PS1 game and it's like the dawn of survival horror. So it, there, oh, there's yeah. some jank. There's some jank going on. Um, oh... So I'm I'm kicking around a couple ideas. I am getting the JRPG itch. So I may I may delve into to one of those. We'll see. Um but anyways, okay. in terms of goals, Zelda and Journey. Okay. Dude, Journey's Journey's a lot of fun. Like when when you do eventually get around to playing that, like we can we can definitely sort of it's it is very definitely an experience. And yeah, it mm -hmm. is one of those things. I can't remember how long it took me. I think seven hours or something oh i thought it was like two uh Dang. well i i am in the in the i took my time yeah okay and i think i played i beat it in two sittings okay um and it was like one of those things where i would just play around in the levels yeah and uh so cool uh i guess for me yeah uh i'm going to continue to work on good and angry 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm definitely going to work on a good man is hard to find. Uh, I've been like, like I mentioned, I, I think I mentioned earlier, that I've kind of been like, um, plinking away at battle chasers. And I think, uh, yeah. I know Logan and I had sort of talked back and forth a little bit about it. And I know he was sort of working on it too, but, um, I'm thinking I, I, I was playing a little bit this week and I was like, no, this, I, I really was enjoying it. So I think I might try to at least beat that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just sort of the, the, the continuing working on Galatians. Uh, I think, too, you know, and, and this is just sort of an issue where uh, I really do want to... Uh, my budget needs is sort of... Uh, we were retooling it, and so I just need to, like, sit down and actually flesh it out and mm-hmm. set it up and then stick to it. So I think hopefully... Um, here in the next couple of weeks, I can actually, not hopefully, I, I will make it a priority to just really, you know, knuckle down and, and get that hammered out. Uh, and the other thing is sort of as, as a, a kind of a joke, um, you know, some of the feedback that we did get on that I got on the first episode was like, people were like, uh, you need a better mic, Nate. Um, <laughs> And so just for the record, I am just using a set of headphones and a microphone um, right now. But, uh, you know, here in the next couple of weeks or or whatever, I will. My wife and I were talking about investing in a decent mic so that you can listen to my mouth breathing in <laughs> in, in stereo. Um uh, I think too, like one of the things is just sort of as as a bit of a joke aside too is like I'm definitely going to try and not buy Octopath Traveler right away. Okay. At least okay. at least not without talking to my wife about it um, seriously and and getting some feedback there. Uh, but did you have like any recommendations or anything that you wanted to plug real quick before we we wrap it up? Wrap it up. Oh man, um, I. I- I don't know if it's a full-on plug, but I did start just today. I started listening to the Air Two Hundred Four podcast because you had mentioned, you know, Luke and uh, Luke and Mark last time, yeah. uh, and I thought it was funny because I listened to their latest episode and they they talked about us, which was cool. They gave us a little plug, and Aww. immediately those started, guys are the best. They immediately started uh, like making fun of my last name, and I was like, "This is." awesome like i know i know this is kind of weird but you have to go with me on this is that you wouldn't know by my podcasts but i am kind of like the um personal personality test breaking subject to where you know like i am both an introvert and an extrovert which is weird i'm generally more introverted around people that i don't know i just i don't i don't say much and I'll kind of just be on the outskirts. I'm good being to myself. But when I'm around people that I do know, that's when I just kind of come out of my shell and talk. So um, that said, just the fact that they were so quickly able to talk about broccoli and broccolo. He called me Broccoli Rob, which I was just like, yes, that is awesome. <laughs> um because it's an office reference too, um, which actually we've I use in my uh, small group 
group text that we use. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I, I just thought it was awesome because it showed a sense of, uh, I don't know, when you're poking fun at people, I just kind of generally, it, it shows a sense of sort of camaraderie and like kinship, um, unless you're just a total jerk, which I did not get from those dudes. So no, I, I just thought it was super cool. Dudes. Um, I know that's weird. It's 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 weirdly endearing. Um, but yeah, Error Two Hundred Four was was super cool. Um, uh, only listened to a couple episodes, but good dudes. Yeah, no, that's that that is definitely a good reco. Uh, you hear that, Luke, Mark? Um, you you have a you you got a fan out of this. Hey yo. So, uh, yeah, they started following me on Twitter. That's what it was, and so it was oh, like, okay. oh, I've been meaning. Um, that in uh, well, another pod. I won't mention it because I haven't listened to it, so never mind. Yeah. <laughs> they were just on my list of I should listen to it, and then when I got that notification, I was like, "Yes, right now, let's do this." <laughs> so it happened. Um, I I don't know if I really have a record this week. Let me think about. Yeah. You know what? No, I do. Okay, so it's kind of it's not quite um. I mean, obviously, listen to Arrow 204. Uh, listen to the latest TRG uh, episode, even though I feel like they did sort of like step on our toes or steal our thunder a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but... Uh, Wait, you, did they talk Logan. about backlogs and finances? They kind of talked about backlogs <laughs> and finances a little bit. Um no, but we, we, you know, I love Logan. I love Adam. Yeah. Uh, we stole from them so, first. I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, I did, I did guess, I did like the original backlog. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Episode. Uh, oh, at some point in time, maybe we'll, we'll find that and post the links to that. Um, uh, but anyways, so Friday night, I was hanging out with some guys from church uh, and, you know, smoking cigars, drinking scotch. And then I got to talk into the one dude about, well, it was actually, it was a couple of guys. Um, but we were talking about like bands that we loved growing up uh, and, and you know, bands that we haven't listened to in a while. And so uh, just to kind of date myself, I'm 37. And so yeah. 90, I graduated in 99 and like the Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and the Infinite Sadness was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. Sort of around that time period, um, I think we talked a lot about Weezer's Pinkerton. I think those were actually like hitting when I was in tenth or eleventh gr- grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, that- we got to talking about Smashing Pumpkins and Weezer, and I was like, I went back and listened to some of those albums again, and it was like a little bit of a time machine. Yeah, man. <laughs> so it'll it'll um, do it for you for sure listen listen to some some music that you haven't listened to in a while uh i guess or i mean if you want to listen to the smashing pumpkins and weezer just uh i do have to you know not everything they say is, <laughs> is audience appropriate um i think too let me think about it um yeah I think other than that, uh, just, uh, you know, I guess uh, we, we also wanted to give uh, Charles Watson and Gigi and another little bit of a plug. Uh, you have brought this up, but uh, 
you can find us on there actually as well. So you can find us on Twitter and, and all the other things. Like I'm I'm at Nate underscore McKeever on Twitter. Uh, I think I'm I'm just Nate underscore McKeever on PSN. Uh, and then on GG, if you're on GG, I'm just Nate underscore McKeever. So I'm I'm consistent. <laughs> yeah, man. It's nice and simple. You, you don't have like six different uh, numbers trailing your username or anything like that. Um, but sorry, I, I don't want to make any more elite references because they're not very, they're not always very appropriate. But yeah, man, um, if, if you do, if you guys out there want to contact us and talk about how badly that Nate's microphone sucks, um, you can do that by emailing us uh, the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Of course, we've got the Facebook group as well, the Backlog Book Club. Check us out there um, and converse with us. I was going to say conversate. I don't know if conversate is an actual word. Um, but I mean, we'll, we can... we'll, we'll, we'll accept it. Okay. Conversate with us there about your backlog and what you think about you know, the deals that are going on. Um, and if you're taking advantage or if you're deciding that, hey, this is not good for me. At this time, um, we love to to catch up with you there. Um, we talk about games that we finish there as well, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm on I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Um, you can you can find me there. But um, yeah, also on the GG app, where you can see what we're playing at the moment, what we've just finished, and what we want to play. Um, and on the GG app, my handle is Broccolope. Is it called handle? I don't know what it's called on GG. Oh Tag, screen name. Don't at me, bro. Username, um, don't at me, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, my name, Broccolope on GG. So. I've got a, a, a little animated um, um, avatar. That's what it's called. What? Hey, did, uh, did he add... I haven't. I haven't. Oh, I'm in. sorry. I, I said animated. I I didn't mean that it was actually animated. Just that it's a cartoon. Oh, okay. Image. Okay. Sorry. I was gonna say like, no, did he, not that did he actually... add that functionality in that we can That'd do stuff like cool. that? Hey, another, there you go, Charles. Another idea. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so I guess until next time, I'm Nate. I'm Josh, and this has been the Backlog Breakdown.